welcome to Living Water Radio. Today we're going to talk about the future and what it will bring. We're going to look at some early Christian counsel on how to deal with anxiety. We're going to look at the Bible's first letter of Peter, chapter 5, starting at verse 6, which is near the end of the book. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I graduated from St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota, and Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary in Berkeley, California. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and San Dimas, California for over 40 years. I worked a variety of blue-collar summer jobs in college and seminary, served in the Marine Corps, played drums in jazz bands through college and seminary and a little beyond, and was a competitive master swimmer on a team before the pandemic. Today, doing gardening and landscape maintenance is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. We are at a point now in the COVID-19 pandemic that we are looking at a gradual return to, if not normal, a new normal. We are now at a point where we can be a bit anxious about the future. What will that new normal be? Do you carry a wallet? I finally stopped carrying mine about a week ago because I don't use it. Everything is online these days. We strive for physical distancing and being safer at home, so I don't need to carry it. Will we be getting Facebook posts with pictures of wallets and the caption, do you know what this is someday? Like the keys used to open coffee cans or the spouts used to slice into cans of engine oil. Masks like my Green Bay Packers mask and my charity horse show bandana have become normal. Do you wear one like these when you go out? Do you feel like you're robbing a stagecoach? I saw a post online from some guy who said that he had worn one on a visit to his bank for the first time the other day. He could not imagine in his wildest dreams that he would wear a mask inside his bank and that it would be considered normal, even welcome. Will this be the new normal? For how long? We don't know what the immediate future holds, but Christians have a different scale of time and a different standard of normal than the culture around us. We live in the already but still coming kingdom of God. We long for heaven, but we live to serve others in the present moment until we die. That is life's purpose. We have passed from life to death in our baptisms. Eternal life has already begun for us, even as we long for the final judgment of the world. One of my uncles, Uncle Jimmy, was developmentally delayed. He lived with his parents, then with his sister, then in a home. He barely spoke except in words of one syllable. I'd call him once a month or so, and our conversations were usually always the same. Hey, Uncle Jimmy. Hello. This is your nephew, David. Yeah. How are you? Fine. Are you getting enough to eat? Yeah. Are you getting fat? (laughs) Ha ha. No. Are you keeping busy? Yeah. What are you working on? Coasters. I think the Packers are going to do pretty well this year. Yeah. Well, talk to you later. Okay. Then he would call his sister, my aunt, and say, Guess who just called me? When his sister died, one of her sons, my cousin, told me a story. He said that when he went to tell Uncle Jimmy that his sister had died, 
he was quiet and looked out a window for a long time. Then he said, but who's going to take care of me? My cousin answered, Anne, another cousin will, and we'll all look out for you. But someday you and Barbara and all of us will see each other again in heaven. My uncle said, won't that be a wonderful day when Jesus comes and opens up all the graves and we'll all rise and be with him forever. That was the highest number of words I had ever heard of my uncle speaking, and it was a statement of God's promise and of our future hope, of our scale of eternal time, of our transformation. We just passed the third Sunday in the Christian Church's season of Easter, the season of the year in which we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the way to heaven that the death of Jesus on the cross and his rising from the dead on the third day after his death accomplished. We heard about the appearance of the risen Jesus to people on the road to Emmaus near Jerusalem. The church that grew from his death and the resurrection that validated who he said he was faced challenge and change almost immediately. Peter writes in his first letter, the fifth chapter beginning at the sixth verse, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Discipline yourselves. Keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Resist him, steadfast in your faith, for you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. Peter gives counsel to a group of Christians in Asia Minor, the northern part of what is today Turkey. He speaks to the elders of the church at the end of this letter. Peter does not offer therapeutic advice to help them with their feelings, but counsels vigilance and character in the face of opposition, the normal state for Christians throughout history. Elders in the New Testament were leaders of the church. They were chosen for their maturity in the faith to provide vision and direction for the church. Do you consider yourself a mature Christian? I don't think this necessarily has to do with age. This time of isolation is an excellent time to grow as a Christian, to focus not on our to-do list, but instead on what I heard someone this morning call a to-be list. Growing old is required. Growing up is optional. Peter wrote to this church in a time when they were being jailed, denied employment, even tortured, and killed for their faith, the faith that had turned their world upside down, that had placed them in isolation. Yet, they continued to serve others, and even to vastly expand what was seen as the possibility of love in service to the needs of the world. We may or may not experience persecution for our faith where we are today, but we have all seen our world changed dramatically in its attitude toward the Christian faith everywhere on earth. However, we come out of these times of isolation and fear, and whenever it happens, things will be different. The whole world has substantially come to a stop. We may live in fear of contact with other people for some time. We will likely experience some post-traumatic stress. We may not be able to gather in large groups. There will be anger and scapegoating. Life has changed. It will continue to change. It always has. But some things are constant, and one of them is the love of God. 
Peter's counsel at a time of persecution of Christians is the old normal for Christians. His words to Christian leaders on dealing with calamity apply to all of us today. They too longed for normal again. In times of great challenge and change, his counsel is to humble ourselves in awe before the living God, cast our anxiety on God, maintain the discipline of holy living, resist the devil and all the forces that defy God, and know that we are not alone. God walks with us, and our brothers and sisters in Christ are experiencing the same difficulties all over the world. We are bound with one another by the Holy Spirit. That is still good counsel. God sustained those early Christians and every kind of Christian since. God sustains us today. What will the future bring? God. The eternal, omniscient, omnipresent God will continue to sustain us with peace, a kind that passes all human understanding. Wallets, masks, lots of things will change, as they always have. What will the future bring? Who knows but God? As Peter counseled, cast all your anxiety on God because he cares for you. Today, let's remember to pray for all those caring for those with the coronavirus, for those who now have it, and for those in danger of getting it. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com and we'll send it to you. Put your prayer requests in the comment section, and we'll include them next time. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your hearts to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who alone gave himself for us on the cross, so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend or a family member. Google it or do some research. Look around. Phone the pastor. When you have one, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available for you and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google your local hotline or the national ones. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in one. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, including those who sacrifice their security to provide for yours and for those you are sheltering with in isolation. That's it. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people in the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.